It took us a while to get out today's Sports Beat KC. Uh, that's because we're taping this for the second or third time today, depending on the segment. It's March 12th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. This is the third introduction, and later you'll hear the second conversation that I've had with star columnist Sam Mellinger today. In the morning, K-State beat writer Kellis Robinette joined us, and this afternoon it was columnist Vahe Gregorian. So let's see. The day started with Sam Kellis and I talking about the idea of the Big 12 tournaments at Sprint Center and Municipal Auditorium happening without fans in the stands. That was the latest reaction to the coronavirus. But about an hour after taping, that idea became obsolete. The Big 12 canceled the tournaments. So a couple hours later, Sam Vahe and I talked about that, and we spent time discussing ways the NCAA tournament could be salvaged. And about an hour after we finished taping that discussion, the NCAA tournament was canceled. So here we are. March 12, 2020, in particular, and this week in general, will be remembered as a time like no other in sports. One of the nation's highest profile events will not be conducted. Just think if the COVID-19 coronavirus timeline were three months earlier or so, maybe there'd have been no Super Bowl. As it is, there won't be an NCAA tournament with Kansas chasing the national championship as the favorite. Sam Vahe and I talk about the wild time. Remember, when you hear us, we didn't know at the moment that the NCAA tournament would be canceled the next hour. And then after a break, you'll hear Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby, who gave us the news about the cancellation of the Big 12 tournament. So here we go. So let's try this again. Yeah. Uh, Take two on the uh, Sports Beat KC podcast. We're just waiting for Vahe. That's all it was. It was a trial run this morning. Well, I'm glad you guys got that out of the way (laughs) now that the talent's here. Um, I'm, it might seem like I usually talk out of both sides of my mouth, but right now I really am as I get the numbness out of my uh, thing. So let me know if I get the coffee all over myself <laughs> and we'll move forward. So while you were in the dentist chair, Vahe, Sam, and Kellis Robinette and I were in this very room about, oh, I don't know, four hours ago with a Facebook Live that was going to become a podcast. And the topic was how weird is it going to be to go to Sprint Center for the Big 12 tournament and have only the teams on the floor with just some family members in the stands. What was that going to look like, sound like, feel like? And and we'll never know. Those were simpler times. Those, <laughs> those were innocent <laughs> times back then. Well, you know, it's funny it, 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 because that is that what happened with that is such a nice little slice of this whole situation. I mean, these sort of things that we were thinking about yesterday are completely quaint, if not just tin-eared at this point. I mean, I, I wrote yesterday thinking, okay, I, I got an idea. I'll write about how interesting that's going to be to see this just because kind of in a hurry, I hit the deadline. And fascinating, I think, is the word I use. And then I, I woke up today feeling like, ah, I feel kind of gross that I phrased it that way. It really is a bigger scope than that. And, and it, as careful as we want to be to say it's a granular thing, the basketball part, it's really hard, I think, and I don't know if you guys have struggled with this, but hard to know how to phrase and frame things within the proper context of what's really happening, kind of earth-shaking, and our little slice here that we're looking at in the sports lens. It's just hard. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh, yeah. But as we always 
you know, one of the thoughts that keeps us going as sports writers is, you know, we're the front you – know, with college sports, I always tell you it's, it's the, what, the front porch of the university and, and sports is a, you know, a, however, you wanna, however you want to describe it as a reflection of our society, whatnot. I, I, I think that the story on, on Wednesday, as much as we were gasping over the idea of Tom Hanks contracting coronavirus – and some non-sports coronavirus stories, what resonated to a lot of people, and certainly to us, is when the um, the Big 12 and other major conferences announced that they would hold their uh, events without without fans. And the NCAA did the same thing. Um, and then the NBA on Wednesday evening suspended its season. And all of a sudden, that, that ended up getting pushed into the lead paragraph of news stories that went around the world, how how the coronavirus was was affecting U.S. sports. And as it turns out, we had a front row seat to it here in Kansas City because of the Big 12 tournament, what it means to uh, this community. It's 44 years old, the, the Big 8 slash Big 12 tournament. All but five of them played in Kansas City. It has an economic impact of about $14 million in this town. The Big 12 makes about $7 million in ticket revenue. And in a matter of 48 hours, that's all gone. All gone, you know. We didn't write about it or talk about it for weeks or months or the, the talk or address the possibility of it. It just happened. It just happened, and that to me is kind of blows my mind. Just, I've, yeah. I've been thinking about, um, you know, maybe this is like searching too hard for a silver lining, right? But sports, and I, I've said this like way too many times, but sports are the least important thing in the world, like right up until the moment where they're the most important thing in the world. And it is really easy, it's human nature, I think, to be skeptical of the impact of something that you can't see and and to resist major change of something that hasn't directly affected your life. For a lot of people, and I am fortunate and grateful that I'm among them, this is the first time that it's like directly affected your life, that it's gone from a news item to something in real life. And I don't know. I, I don't know what segment of the population. I, I think it started to shift in the last couple of days. Um, but what segment of the population woke up this morning still thinking this wasn't a big deal. But if sports can convince a significant number of those people that, holy crap, like this is a big thing. And this is not just something that I'm seeing on whatever cable news channel. This is a thing that, that health experts are, are advocating and leagues that I follow and love are suspending games. Maybe I should take this a little bit more seriously. If that's one effect, I mean, that's that's one positive that sports can have right now. I think that's really true. I've been thinking about that, too. I mean, obviously, we have KU and K-State that, you know, right here and Mizzou and, you know, the school formerly known as UMKC, all that. But, but I think the fact that the Big 12 tournament was here this week and that was just evaporated kind of in these gradual phases, like, boom, I think it probably is a service to Kansas City. To, to have an actual perspective on this is real and it's right here. It's a clear and present danger. And no matter where you, where you stood 48 hours ago, there is no way it doesn't have your attention now. Yeah. And that seems to be, not to get in any way beyond our Twitter science degrees, but um, seems to be pretty crucial, right, to the stemming of the pandemic is an, uh, the actual realization and actualization of proper responses that 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 can stem these horrifying trajectories you see on on uh, some of these projections 
And, and one thing that um, I think I mentioned this in the show that will never see the light of day, <laughs> um, but it's, it's still in my mind now is I haven't seen and, and I'm probably just ignorant to it. I tried to look for it today on a Google search and couldn't find it. I haven't seen anybody, CDC, World Health Organization, somebody, you know, with with bona fides talk about the specific risks. I asked Bob Bowlesby this question today, the specific risks of a game without fans because the threshold that Kansas City, among other cities, is using is anything with a 1,000 people or more prohibited. Um, you have a basketball game with 125 tickets for each side. That's going to be less than a 1,000 people in the building. And I haven't seen anybody talk about the specific danger. Again, it probably comes back to, to student athletes. And if one person has it, if one player has it, basketball is a contact, non-contact sport, right? Um, if, if me and you are both playing power forward and one of us has coronavirus, at the end of the day, we're both going to have coronavirus, right? But yeah, I haven't seen a, a CDC expert talk about that specific risk. But my gosh, at this point, it's, it's pretty hard to you know, sort of fault or doubt, you know, just going with caution. Well, that's, I think that's what happened. We saw that in real time on Wednesday night yeah. with the NBA yep. when the, uh, when the Utah Jazz, the test came back positive on Rudy Gobert mm-hmm. and the game was obviously suspended. And within an hour of that, the NBA suspended yeah. the, the rest of the season with the idea that not, not only had he, potentially infected his teammates, but the teams that they had just played over the last few weeks, you know, um, the Knicks, the Celtics, the, so, the Raptors are some of the ones that I'd seen that, you know, he, you know, he, while he was carrying the virus without showing signs or symptoms, you know, they played games and he had yeah. contact with players from other teams. So there's, yeah. I, I think that was a pretty illustrative of the risk that athletes yeah. Yeah. Uh, carry. I saw ESPN said, I think the number was 34, that Rudy Gobert had been on the court with 34 different, whether it's teammates or opponents, mm. since Friday. That doesn't include referees. That doesn't include, you know, trainers, assistant coaches, other staff. Reporters, and, microphones. Yeah. Tape reporters. And, yeah. and like you said, yeah. like that he mockingly touched. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, if they play, I'm not, I don't have their schedule in front of me, but say they, that Friday was against the Knicks, and then the Knicks went and played the Heat, you know, um, the next day, I mean, you can you can get the whole league pretty quick. So, I mean, it's just it's freaking crazy, man. Like, I, don't, I mean, this is unlike anything that, that I've ever seen. Yeah. I've learned um, I've learned a lot of terms this week, but one that I think I won't forget is social distance. Yeah, I didn't know what social distance was until this week. Maybe I should have known that, but now now I do. Well, I think the good news is maybe it's going to eradicate close talkers in general over <laughs> over time. And, and that know, would be another benefit. I'm trying yeah. to find a little little humor <laughs> in this, but I'll tell you something. And I'm glad you brought this up because, I, you know, in all candor, I I've kind of struggled with what what I'm supposed to do. I mean, part of me doesn't doesn't want to insult somebody by not offering the hand. And yet now I feel like you're insulting somebody if you do. Um, we've kind of come to the elbow thing a little bit. I've been doing the live long and prosper, trying to make a joke out of it. But really, What's the live long and prosper? I'm sorry, young man. There was a show called Star Trek. <laughs> Twice in one day. You get, <laughs> you get, was there another Star Trek you. reference? No, 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 no. Just the young man reference. Oh, <laughs> oh did you get it with that too? <laughs> Independently. Yeah. Um, but just – but. It, it's funny because you do it uh, sort of playfully, but people like these these events are kind of, you know, 
like the annual meeting, right? Where you see the people you've, you've, mm-hmm. you haven't seen for a while, you've known for 25, 30 years, and like your first instinct is either handshake or hug or yeah. you know, close proximity. And uh, now I feel like I'm being irresponsible if I'm stepping a little more forward than I, than I yeah. should. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you guys have handled it. I'm, I'm, I'm curious how it, how it well, played in your mind. It's wild. I mean, I was just telling Blair this. I mean, this is maybe off track a little bit, but my wife called me like an hour ago talking about um, which days are the kids signed up for baseball and soccer. I'm trying to sign them up for swim lessons. And I'm like, I don't know if we should have swim lessons. You know, like I don't, maybe that's an overreaction. Probably is. It's what's in my heart. Yeah. You know, I, I don't. It's yeah. a lot of moving parts. Yeah. How about you, Blair? I mean, I I can speak for two other guys in this room who take our lead from you on a lot of things. I <laughs> I, I, I was uh, confronted with all sorts of greetings today. You know, the, the, the elbow, the, the someone in for the handshake, uh, mostly fist bump. I think fist bump is the. Uh, maybe it's because of our little sports world that we're yeah. in. That, that there's, yeah. there's, a, there's an acceptance of the fist bump that uh, even even in healthy times, the fist bump works. You yeah. know? Right. I, I think we'll lose the chicken wing after a while. No, 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 no. That's, yeah. So, hey, so listen, it's, it's 2 o'clock uh, in the afternoon on Thursday uh, Central Time. And at this point, we know... Not only was the NBA season suspended, but today the N- the NHL season is suspended. Uh, Major League Soccer season suspended. I think they put a 30-day suspension on uh, MLS. Major League Baseball, we think, is going to suspend spring training. Certainly two, at least two sources, uh, reporting sources, Jeff Passan and Ken Rosenthal, that are pretty plugged in. I've seen their their uh, tweets on it that seem pretty... Uh, Pretty insistent right. that that's what's going to happen. So the NAIA tournament, the national tournament yeah. here in Kansas City, has been canceled. Uh, Kansas and Duke are among colleges that have suspended their athletic activities. And can uh, I read this quote yeah. from Jeff Goodman? This is uh, Jeff Goodman, who's pretty plugged yeah. in, right? He said, "Nearly ten. So I don't know if that's nine or eight or whatever, but nearly ten of the top coaches in college basketball have spoken and are on board with the following idea." A source told me, "Selection Sunday on as planned. Postpone the NCAA tournament. Continue to monitor the situation." We all talked and agree on this, one told me. That makes sense. It does make sense. And something we, we were talking about at Sprint Center before we came down here, um, if, if obviously the, 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 you, with what's happened in major conferences this week, I don't, there's no way that you see the NCAA tournament starting when it's supposed to start next Tuesday in Dayton with the opening round. Um, I just don't see it. But you don't have to – you don't have to exit out, you know. You, you can maybe see where see where life stands in thirty days or maybe forty five days. And listen, the players there would need to be adjustments. Everybody's going to have to make some kind of adjustment. Um, every human's going to have to make some kind of adjustment in the next month to month and a half. But those kids are still going to be on camp for the most part. They're going to be either taking classes online or on campus, and there's no reason why you. Well, you can't wait and check it out and see where things stand on the first of May, or I mean, first of April or April fifteenth, yeah. and maybe get this thing in. There's a another cliche, but you don't make a decision until you have to make a decision. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And there's there's no point in canceling. There's right. Just, there's no upside. No. Yeah. It, look, it, 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 let me be a hundred percent clear, uh, as opposed to just postponing. <laughs> I want to make that clear. right. There's well, no, and, there's and, no reason and, to cancel, not postpone. And and I'll add this: you can still uh, operate a tournament. 30 days from now, and we're, we're, we're assuming that the NCAA is going to 
make an announcement on the on the on the turn men's and women's tournaments, and, and gonna, they won't be played as scheduled. Yeah. Um, but you can still hold them thirty to forty-five days from now, and still not have spectators if it's still an issue. Or, That's right. or would that be enough of an issue that it, it wouldn't happen if 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 after thirty to you know whatever thirty to forty-five days we're still the, the you know the, the number of cases are have multiplied of uh, spectators are still bans on spectator limits would you could you have a tournament in empty buildings then problem is i think this right we can only hope that the testing has become adequate by then because that's that's got to be a huge consideration in this right one of the it's everything i believe this is still a problem of course that wasn't like an hour ago so maybe everything's changed but i mean one of the things is we don't really know the extent of it because of the limited amount of testing that's been able to be done. So I think you can only do what we're talking about here with conviction if that is progressed just yeah. amazingly. I, I mean, by I mean leaps and bounds and, and yeah. uh, just numbers that, that, that would make it actually helpful in telling. Yeah. I'm just, this is just, we're all just kind of riffing at this point, but I, I wonder... No, no, I, yeah. I know it completely. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just... <laughs> um, everything seems to be on the table. I, I just wonder if, um, like you said, Blair, you, you can have games in 30 days or 60 days without fans, and at that point I wonder if you want to be... If you want to referee any of those games, if you want to be, uh, you know, have a, a media credential, if you want to sweep the floors... You've got to have taken a coronavirus test and 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 come back negative. I could see something like that. There's also part of me. I mean, this is just kind of a cynical, you know, money kind of thing. But um, there's a lot of NCAA tournament games on on TNT, right? And TBS. Yes. And uh, final you know, four this year is on TBS. Yeah. If we get into May and June, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's some NBA playoffs that are indeed there is on those channels as well. I, you know, that's just something that would have to be worked out. I would assume that. They wouldn't want to pay the full the whole price, <laughs> you know. Those TV networks for those games. Those are great points, and and that that does make you think. Well, you, how far back can you can you suspend or, or push back? Yeah. Right? Realistically, and part of that, you guys might know this, but I don't have a feel for it. I assume the idea would be your teams aren't practicing either. I don't know the yeah. I yeah, mean, I, I don't know that either. We, we that's something we don't know, right? Yeah, because. But colleges are closed up. They're going to asking students, you know, extended their extended spring breaks, and then when take online courses online, we don't know what that. The idea is to clear campuses. Well, I don't know. That's just kind of interesting to picture that too, right? I mean, because we've sort of joked about this back when we were joking about it more, but these guys are breathing and sweating and yeah. salivating and whatever, bleeding on each other. That's probably happening in practice too. Yeah. Um, uh, just takes one. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what's achieved if you're still allowed to practice. Meanwhile, though, it seems hard to picture, like, really wanting to play again after three weeks of no practice. Um, it's just, just kind of funky to try to picture. Yeah. So, it's funny, you know. Bill Self was joking yesterday a little bit about, of course, the circumstances were different, but there won't be an asterisk next to this champion because there's no fans in the stands. But if they do play a month late, will we sort of think of it that way? Will we think it's a it's a transformed competition in such a way that it's not really the same same thing you would have seen at all when they were all at the peak? Yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's that's a story that a speculation story that we can write over the next thirty days because, <laughs> my friends, we are going to need stories to write. <laughs> we are going to be looking for copy. <laughs> I feel like we're going to become like the. Uh, Costco um, sample givers who are now like folding clothes in the aisle. We got We got to figure out something, something else to do. Some other use. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's uh, let's call it a day. Thanks, Blair. Hi, right, Blair. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners: unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50, unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Uh, we uh, have obviously canceled the tournament. Uh, we did so for a variety of reasons. And we did it in consultation with a, a wide array of uh, folks that uh, whose opinions we respect and, and who we wanted to coordinate with. Uh, this morning I've been in touch with uh, with Mark Emmert and with my A5 colleagues as well as other commissioners around the country. Uh, we've also been in almost constant contact with uh, KU Med folks and public health folks in this area. Um, once the, uh, the mayor uh, declared a state of emergency, uh, it uh, hastened our discussions and we spent time with our board of directors this morning who ultimately made the decision to uh, to cancel the tournament. Uh, hard to tell at this point whether there's uh, uh, going to be an NCAA tournament to uh, to play in or if they're um, if it'll uh, look different than the than the March Madness we've come to know. Uh, I, I think they're probably uh, lots of different uh, options on the table right now that I haven't been a party to uh, the discussions on, but um, we, uh, we believe this is the right thing. I, I feel terrible for, for uh, the seniors that are involved in this tournament. Uh, this was uh, uh, an opportunity for them to uh, be on the, the last time through the Big 12 tournament. And, um, you know, it's uh, unfortunately could be the could be the last basketball that they're they're going to have a chance to play as as college kids, and so I feel particularly bad for the players. Uh, we didn't hear from anybody that they didn't want to play or that the coaches didn't want to coach, uh, but we we just felt that uh, uh, in the interest of um, heeding the advice we were hearing and uh, in being uh, conservative with uh, everybody's best health that. Uh, Cancellation was the right uh, was the right outcome for both our men's and women's tournaments, and as you've noted, uh, many of the others around the country have uh, decided likewise. And uh, 
I, I think in many ways we relied on one another and, and were able to extend the discussions we each had with our presidents and chancellors and athletic directors uh, by sharing information uh, among the five of us and, and uh, as I said, some others outside as well. So um, it's uh, disappointing. It's, uh, as I said yesterday, it's heartbreaking. I, I, I think this is a one of the really great sporting events in, in America and uh, this is a great city for it and a great venue for it. Uh, we were looking forward to being over at Municipal Auditorium and um, it's just uh, just disappointing in so many, many ways, but I think it's emblematic of, of how um, our uh, country will be responding to uh, what is a, a very unusual uh, set of circumstances. And uh, so first and foremost, we're concerned about the health of our student athletes and, and uh, coaches and everybody associated with the game. And so I, I feel good that we've made the right decision for the right reasons, but I also um, really have a sense of loss for, for the seniors and, and for, um, you know, for the two teams that, that won games yesterday and, and had that dream of, of uh, uh, win in advance that you get in March. Uh, it's a it's an opportunity where Horatio Alger is alive and well. Anybody can do anything in college basketball in March. And once you start playing your conference tournament, you keep playing until you lose. And if that includes a conference championship and a chance to go to the NCAA tournament, it's a, it's a great thing. It's, uh, we, it's what we all love about March. And so uh, anyway, it's with a, a sense of deep sadness that we make the announcement. but. Uh, I, I think it was the right outcome, and I'd be happy to answer your questions. All right, we'll begin the question and answer portion. Uh, please raise your hand, wait for a microphone, identify yourself, please. Uh, Bob Blair Kirkhoff with the Kansas City Star. Do you think the decision today uh, that you and other conference commissioners made will have an impact on the decision that Mark Emmert and, and the NCAA has to make? Uh, Blair, I haven't been told that it will, but I suppose that it will. Um, you know, I, I just think it's emblematic of uh, the circumstances we find ourselves in. It's, uh, it's coast to coast, it's border to border, and, and uh, it's hotter in some areas than it is in others, but uh, in many ways our decision is it's much easier than that of the NCAA because uh, of the multitude of sites and, and uh, the number of weekends that they have involved. And, uh, you know, it, it's just, uh, I, I suppose it will have an effect. Um, we uh, we collaborated as well as we could, and I know they're still working on uh, options. Senator Isle? Hey, uh, uh, Sam Mellinger with the Kansas City Star. Uh, yes. you, you mentioned KU Med. Could you expand a little bit on other public health officials that you talked with, and what did they say? I'm curious what they said specifically about, you know, the dangers of a game without fans. You know, <coughs> you already went from, from fans to no fans. What, what did they say about the specific dangers? Of, of games without fans. Well, I think uh, the the uh, the advice that has been out there for a long time has been um, keep your distance from folks. Uh, don't try and uh, uh, you know avoid public assembly if you if you can. Those those messages have gotten stronger and stronger all the time. Uh, to some extent, we're relying on on what we see from. Dr. Fauci from uh, NIH, 
to some extent, it's it's national news that's available from the CDC and and uh, you know through all the regular sources that all of you have. And then, of course, there uh, uh, KU Med has been our our partner uh, as our our hospital partner, healthcare partner for uh, for years uh, as part of this uh, tournament, and and they fortunately have good infectious disease people on staff and, and they have been very helpful in that regard. And we've, we've been in touch with the mayor's staff uh, since, uh, you know, probably the middle of last week. Most of that contact has been handled by Jeff Jackson, who is a senior member on our staff. And uh, so it, it's, uh, um, it, we felt like we've had a good network of people advising us, uh, both on national conditions and on local conditions. and. Um, uh, obviously, our decision got uh, quite a bit clearer today when the when the the uh, medical emergency was declared in the area. Back left, uh, sir. This is Darren Smith with Sports Radio 810 uh, WHP. Uh, how much how much of this decision went into the NBA suspending their season last night when one of their players uh, you know, uh, was caught being positive with the coronavirus, and then of course with the video of Fred Hoiberg. Uh, being sick on the uh, sidelines last night play a factor in in the uh, the conferences canceling uh, the tournament. Well, we we certainly were monitoring the what the NBA was doing, and uh, there was a lot of uh, noise around what they were possibly going to do. But uh, when they ended up with the the positive test, it uh, I think it it made their path clear. Um, you know, I, uh, they're concerned about the safety of their players, and we're concerned about the safety of our players. And uh, I, I just think that it, it was the right outcome. Um, you know, ironically, uh, Fred Hoiberg is a longtime friend and colleague. And uh, um, you know, to hear people say, "Oh, wow, he's lucky; he only had influenza A," uh, you know, it's it's sort of it, it brings in the sharp focus uh, just how how wild the environment is that we're in right now because we I mean we we've had uh, tens of thousands of people dying from influenza uh, over the years and uh, to to uh, seem lucky to have only gotten influenza a is, is sort of ironic but uh, uh, we wish him a speedy recovery and and uh, of course we monitor those things we always Pay attention to what's going on around us, and um, the goings on with the with the NBA are a part of that for sure. Todd, Commissioner Todd Lebo, Sports Radio 810. Have you guys had anyone in your office or any of the member institutions, sports, you know, athletic departments that has tested positive, or is this a little more precautionary on your on your part as far as them playing? No, we've we've not had anybody test positive, and we haven't had any players or staff or anybody else test positive. Um, but we know we can reduce the risk of those things occurring by uh, having fewer interactions. And so the, the limited access was uh, an attempt to have fewer re uh, interactions. But then, you know, you're, as much as you can try and control for the number of interactions inside a building, inside a public assembly facility, you know, once the players go back to the hotel or once they go out to a meal, you're, you're, you're re-exposed to additional uh, risk. And so... You know, it's uh, I, I, we're all going to be in the same boat. I think it's uh, we're all going to be exposed, and we're not going to know we've been exposed until 
after we uh, begin to show symptoms, and sometimes that's days later. Drew? Uh, Drew Davidson, for Star Telegram. Bob, is there going to be a conference-wide thing, you think, for baseball games and some of these other spring sports where you still let the individual institutions determine uh, what does? Well, the, the, um, the 10 schools are uh, each dealing with their own schedule issues, uh, and, and by schedule I mean non-athletic schedules. Uh, some of them are taking uh, two weeks off for spring break. Some of them have designated uh, a, a date certain when they'll come back to school. Some have, have contemplated going to all online learning and, and some of those kinds of things. So there's a fair amount of institutional prerogative that's, that's in play here. On the other hand, our athletic directors did ask, act to <clears throat> To excuse me, to put in place um, limited access on all activities that they, if they host them, if they choose to host them, if they feel like they're in the right circumstance to host, um, they they would do so on limited access. We we also have suspended uh, all of our conference championship activities um, until the 15th of April, at which time we'll reassess and and see what we have going. Um, specifically, that will uh, that will cancel the. Uh, gymnastics meet which was scheduled for West Virginia and uh, next week and uh, the equestrian uh, event which is the next week after that so those two will both be canceled and uh, in mid-April we'll we'll take a take a reading of the circumstance and make decisions on the rest of the championships from there. Barry? Yeah Barry Trammell with the Oklahoma and Bob you talked yesterday about the importance of the NCAA tournament on a social basis nationally you also talked today about the important decision they have coming up on what to do with their tournament. How much do you foresee you or the conference being involved in consulting with the NCAA on that decision? Is that just people in Indianapolis are going to say yay or nay, or will, will you be involved with that? Uh, I don't know if I'll be personal involved, personally involved, Barry. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a basketball committee alumni, so I, I get some um, access to it that that perhaps others don't, but um, I don't. I don't know that I have any official role. I, I would be surprised if I don't have some conversations with Mark Emmert and other leadership uh, members at, at the NCAA. Um, Jeff Jackson on our staff is on the uh, men's basketball oversight committee, and so I think he'll have some involvement in it. And uh, and we have representation in Jamie Pollard on the men's basketball committee. So. Uh, we'll we'll have some eyes and ears in the room and and some people that are that are directly involved in it uh, and you know I, I suspect I'll have some input into it but uh, in the end uh, uh, they're going to have to make the decisions that are right for them and uh, uh, in the case of uh, the board of governors decision uh, uh, that came down uh, yesterday re regarding the the uh, uh, limited access. Uh, Burns Hargis, the president at Oklahoma State, was uh, uh, in the room when those decisions were made. He's a member of the Board of Governors. So we're, we're well represented and we'll have input. Back row amongst the TV cameras. Commissioner Matthew Judy, ABC5 in Des Moines. Uh, I think you mentioned earlier that nobody had tested positive. Was that no players or nobody surrounding the event? And is there any testing for anybody who has taken part in this entire week? I'm not aware that there have been any positive tests in conjunction with staff, uh, coaches, players, um, none of our staff, uh, not aware that there are any. Brian? Yeah, Bob, Brian Davis, Austin American Statesman. 
I mean, obviously all of these players tracked the NBA and they were probably watching with Rudy and last, last night. Did anyone from Texas or Tech this morning express to you or to anybody that their that the players themselves were like, you know, I don't I don't know if I want to play. I don't know I don't know about this. No, we we didn't have the, hear that from anybody. Um, although I frankly I wouldn't have been surprised had we. Uh, I think the players. Um, for the most part, I, I don't know how much they're tracking on coronavirus uh, um, when until all of a sudden the NBA suspends their season or somebody tests positive in the NBA and then then it shows up on all their Twitter feeds and, and all the other multitude of uh, electronic uh, domains that they get their news. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't we didn't have anybody say, gee, I'm really nervous about this. But then there are some people that uh, on both those teams that, that you know, I, I think uh, 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 Davide Moretti uh, has family in Italy. And I, I think he's, he's very concerned about his own circumstance and, and that of family. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think they're completely removed from it, but they're, you know, kids are kind of tunnel vision. They're, they're playing a lot of games and they're going to school and they're traveling. And, and uh, I, I think it was when the NBA uh, things came down that they really started to track on it. But we, we didn't, to answer your question directly, we didn't have anybody say, I, I don't want to play, I don't want to go out there, I, I, don't, I don't think this is worth it. Um, and, you know, we, uh, I think we probably uh, headed that off a little bit by, uh, by moving ahead. That will do it for today. Thanks to our producing team of Savannah Smith, Derek Donovan, Randy Mason, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. i got to tell you, there's plenty of uncertainty in the sports world these days. We'll keep you updated on what's happening in our backyard on KansasCity.com and on SportsBeatKC. Thanks for listening.